Good morning, everybody. I have a few things to talk about for the bulletin, so bear with me if you would. Um, first thing I want to talk about, over there and on the stage, we printed off some invitations for you to take. You know, um, we're asking, we're starting Sunday evening meetings two weeks from tonight, which will be the 22nd of May. Um, as you know, we're working with the River Life Fellowship with Copenhagen, and part of their plan is in the afternoon they're going to come down and, you know, they're just going to do some prayer walking and handing out invitations. But I'm really asking you to, to take one of these and pray about who you give it to. You know, I, I was thinking about it this week, because I'll be honest, a lot of my life obviously evolves around Christians. So I'm thinking, Lord, who is it? that you want me to give it to. And as soon as I prayed, he showed me somebody. Now, in the flesh, I said, somebody else, Lord. Because this guy works in the garage that I take my car to, and I don't really know him, but, you want, but I'm going to do that, because that's what God told me to do. So this is good, because God wants to challenge us. So I want us to, you know, to really, to really consider that and to do that. Amen. Um, another thing is, we have baby bottles that we pass out for the Family Resource Center. What there is, um, you know, hey, we got a major thing going on in the world today, in our country today, this whole issue with abortion. And what the Family Resource Center does is it counsels women, couples that are pregnant, that there's really healthy alternative choices to abortion. So what we do is we pass these out on Mother's Day and we collect them on Father's Day. You, you just take your empty change, your bills, whatever, that you get in the next month and you just fill this up and we pass them back in. So I need one volunteer to help pass these out. Randy O'Donnell, thank you. Just grab, And if you want one of those, put your hand up in the air and we will get it to you. So I would ask you to please help us with that. Another thing that we have is Victory Transformation. It's right over here. They are having an open house this coming Wednesday just for people to know who they are from 2 in the afternoon until 8 o'clock at night. You know, that is one of the ministries that, that we support. And in the coming months, that's one of the ministries I'm going to be talking about ways that that we can get involved and volunteer and just really touch this community. Because as you know, when I've been praying about our church, I really feel like the Lord's been saying, he wants us to serve, but he wants us to be humble. And what that means is when I pray about it, I feel like God says, he's not looking for us to start ministries where our name gets out there, but that we support other ministries so that he gets the glory. Next week... We're having a, a love offering for Cheryl Ziegler. Um, those of you know that Randy and um, Kate's son Christopher went home to be with the Lord this past week. Cheryl was left behind with three young children, and we are going to be taking a love offering to help, just to bless them. Just to bless them. Um, Zach, let's pray right now. Lord, you've called us to be a family. We mourn with those who mourn. We 
Joanne just said, she has more questions than answers. And Lord, we could all echo that, I'm sure. But we know you're in control. We don't understand. It makes no sense to us. But we do understand we do not see the big picture. And God, when you tell us, Lord, that you will never leave us or forsake us, you never will. Good times or bad. Father, I do lift up Cheryl and the children to you. Randy and Kate. This is Brother Robbie, his wife Elizabeth. This is Brother Brian, his wife Shelby, Lord. And all family and friends, Sharon Margenzie, Cheryl's mother, Lord. Father, I pray for your grace. I pray for your mercy that can only come from your hand, Lord God. Father, we do see that through a glass dimly. You see eternally, Lord. And we do rejoice, Lord God. This is dancing on the streets with the glory, Lord. For your word tells us, Jesus, in the third chapter of John, you say to get to heaven, you must be born again. Those are your words, not mine. And what that means to us, Lord, is we have to make a decision to ask for your forgiveness and surrender our lives and say, Jesus, I need you. Lord, I do pray that we have so many needs, Lord. Katie Rafalski, severely battling cancer. Pastor Bodie from the Port City Assembly of God has leukemia, Lord. We lift him up to you. Lord, there's a lot going on. We need, oh Lord, to stay focused on you. Pray for your grace and your mercy. In your name, amen. I'm not dismissing Sunday school yet because I just want to give us an encouragement. This is not part of my message. You know, I look at what's going on in the country. I look at churches being protest against because they support life. And I think we got to understand what the Bible tells us. Love your enemies. You know, before I had a relationship with Christ, I tell you, I supported fully abortion on demand. But not our enemies. And then when I see a lawmaker from another state saying, I, I want to pass a law that if you have an abortion, you're charged with murder. I think two things. A, that's never going to pass, and how dare you stir the pot even more. I'm anti-abortion. But I've seen one thing in this country and in this world, and it's fear. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Not the pandemic. Not the pro-vax versus the anti-vax. Not the pro-abortion versus anti-abortion. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Verse 4 says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So I'm just going to ask, because we need to pray, Lord, I do pray. The people that are pro-choice, 
They're deceived. I understand the concept of wanting to protect women. But we understand the concept that your word tells us that you knew us before we were in our mother's womb. That that is a life, Lord. I pray, Lord God, for revival for this country. I pray that you would give us wisdom on how to interact with opposing points of view that we're not going to melt in fear as we talk, as we hear things that make us cringe on the inside, but that we will win people over, Lord, by love. I love the Family Resource Center, Lord, because they love people without judgment. They show the way, the truth, and just the way to raise up a healthy baby, Lord. But Father, I pray for this country, and I pray that you would help us not to be consumed by fear, because fear is the absolute enemy of faith. So be glorified, Lord. In your name, amen. Sunday school, bye. Yard. Okay, today is Mother's Day. And for the first time in my life, I was going to preach on Proverbs 31. But I'm not. Because things have happened. And the Lord really wants me to encourage you that we're part of his family. That God is calling us to active duty. We're part of the reserves, and we've been doing the other stuff, but God's saying, okay, it's, it's time to get on board. It's time for us to realize that we do have the Spirit in us, that we, we do have God. So today I'm speaking on lasting impressions, and I'm going to talk about family. I'm going to talk about legacy. Paul writes in Romans 12, verses 9 through 13, that love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Foreign concept in this country and in this world. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Lord, speak to us today. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. As many of you know, I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. Not a New York Yankees fan. But there was something cool I saw on the internet this week. This little guy who's up in Toronto, the Yankees are playing the Blue Jays. And they give this little Yankees fan a ball, I think Aaron Judge hit. He's just crying. He is just crying. So the next day, I believe it's the Blue Jays dugout, the little guy's there, and Aaron Judge, you know, the outfielder for the Yankees, I believe he's a good old born-again man. He walks up to him, and the kid just breaks down again. He's just crying because he is meeting his hero. Kind of like my little grandson's here. When I grab him, he cries, but I don't think it's for that reason. This is one thing we got to grab a hold of. You have to understand what a big impact your small gestures can make to people. This little guy is never going to forget meeting his hero. 
But one of the things I want to encourage us, sometimes God speaks to us in the quiet. In church, you might say, hey, just go say hi to that person. And you say, and you always make excuses. We do that. Just do it. You will be amazed the testimonies I get that people were deeply touched because somebody thought enough about them to say hello. See, God is really encouraging me that we need to trust his guidance in the small things. Like I said, when I said, Lord, I really have no idea who to hand out that invitation to. Show me. As soon as I got done, he showed me this guy, and I thought, okay, man, this has to be you. Am I going to be uncomfortable? Hello. But the small gestures, we got to trust God. You see, moving forward in faith opens the door to big things. See, we want the grandiose to happen. It doesn't happen without small steps. Because my Bible tells me, faithful in little things, faithful in big things. Sometimes God doesn't open the door to bigger things to us because we're not faithful in the little things. We're part of the church family because God knows new covenant. We need one another. Today what I'm talking about is I want you to be a legacy for God. Be a legacy for God. One of the things that we're looking at, I mean, I'm Last week, I went to a celebration of life for John O'Brien. Just, you know, Christopher Ziegler went home to be with the Lord this week. I see legacies of the Ziegler family. I see legacy of John O'Brien. Why? Lives that are building Jesus Christ and not their own. We have to let go. And the one thing I want to talk about is we move forward in the church, and I have talked about where I believe our church is at and where the next 18 months is important, but I know we're going to walk out of this and we're going to be victorious, but we have to understand the power of unity. On June 16, 1858, Abraham Lincoln was running for the Senate. He's having a debate against um, Stephen Douglas. Lincoln makes a reference to a statement Jesus made. A house divided against itself cannot stand. I don't know what the future of our country is. I see a bigger divide, and I see people on both sides, to be honest, wanting to further that divide. That's why I talk so much about social media, because I see us doing the same thing. I was talking to this friend of mine. I went to dinner with this week, and you know, I'm sharing the Lord with him, and you know, he likes to kid me about you know, tribulation and all this stuff. I said, you know, the concept in the Bible, if you rejoice when your enemy falls, God takes his hand off of them. And he gets upset. It says that, yeah, love your enemies. Don't push them in the dirt. Don't rejoice when they get it. Love your enemies. Because my Bible tells me we war not against flesh and blood. Today's Mother's Day. A family is the strongest when the parents are united. Gotta be united. What do I mean by that? Stop the murmuring. Be strong enough that when somebody goes, did they start complaining about decisions made, you tell them that's sin because it's sin. We need to stop tearing down and start building up and encouraging. You know, we're talking about in home groups, and one of the 
gals in it, you know, they got kids and they're going through young stuff with, you know, with their children and she's, they're going through, you know, Adam and Eve. And I, I love, I love the story, you know, it has God with the crown on his head and Adam and Eve take it. And that's the whole problem with us, with mankind. Who wears the crown? Is it you or is it God? Who wears the crown? I want it done this way. Then you're wearing the crown. This whole right to life thing. I understand the whole concept of a woman's right. But I understand it's a baby inside there and they have a bigger right. It's all about what do you want? Who wears the crown? Guess what? I don't wear the crown in my life. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what my future holds. But God does. You know, as you get older, sometimes you really want to know. You know, Melody and I talked about this probably about a year ago. Went through a season where I really want to know what the future holds. That ain't going to happen. Until I need to. But the thing we have to realize, we all struggle because who wants to wear the who wants to be in charge? We do. We need to embrace Paul's exhortation that love must be sincere. That means it has to be genuine. It has to be without hypocrisy. Verse 10 tells us that we need to be devoted to one another in love. That means we have to be fully committed to God and let his love flow through me to somebody else. You know, I went out yesterday, let me put a little plug in there for uh, Fruit Valley Orchard. My friend Wade Smith, who was a pastor of the Alliance Church until God said, yeah, you're going to give it up. You're going to give up a known salary with nine kids, I think five are living at home, to start a ministry. Now they got this orchard. It's for part of his ministry. He has houses for men that are rehabbing, need a place to live, you know, and, and God's doing a great work. Because he didn't wear the crown. I got to tell you, I have actually prayed, and I told him this, Lord, I do not want to go through what Wade went through. That you're telling me to quit doing something, and I don't know what tomorrow brings. God bless him for his faith. Don't need that test in my life. He's committed. But we need to be committed to one another, to lift up, to love. When you see a need, boom, we meet it. And I'm going to say one thing. This has been the blueprint of New Covenant Community Church since I've been a part of this church. But God is also saying to us, you've been lulled to sleep a little bit. It's time to get active. You see, when we get distracted, we drift. I have learned when I'm driving down the road with my wife, not to look that really cool SUV too long. Because then I start going up, thank God for rumble strips, you know what I'm saying? That you just start drifting, whoa, what happens? I'm distracted, so I'm not looking down the road where I'm supposed to go. Well, wait a minute, I'm really going through life. Forgive me for embarrassing Randy and Kate, God bless that you're here, because they know they need God. With all they're going through, they know they need God. We all have excuses. I remember I was up north and first Father's Day I'm there. Big old family didn't come. Why? Well, it's Father's Day. We, we, to, we honored our, the father at home. 
You know what I thought? What a terrible example this is. That you show your family something special happened, you can kick back and relax because it's Father's Day. How about you come and worship the Father? That's the example I want my friends and family to see. We need to step back personally, spend time with God, spend quiet time. Yes, I know your life is busy. It's not that busy. And if it is, you're in balance. Yes, we go through busy seasons, but if that's your lifestyle, it's on you. Because I find it's funny. I am so busy during the day. Oh, the Boston Bruins are playing hockey tonight? Let me watch it for an hour and a half. One of the things I talked about a couple weeks ago. So we need to step back. You need to let go. You need to let go of control. You need to surrender to God. Then you need to fill up. You read. You pray. You let God's Spirit fill you up. Then watch out, because Church of God is going to take us on a ride. It's going to be good. It is going to be a roller coaster. You go up, you go down, but it is going to be cool if we get on board. If you don't get on board, you're in trouble. You're not going to enjoy the ride. As I said a couple weeks ago, I'm looking for the church. What do I want? I want us to love Christ. I want us to live Christ. Our lives, the legacy, the example has to be followers of Christ. And we need to share Christ. We need to use tact. We need to use wisdom because God wants us to share his love with other people. It's not one size fits all. It's not do your own thing as long as it doesn't hurt anybody as we used to say in the 60s and early 70s. You know, I grieve when I see things on Facebook and people talk about they're in a better place. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that. It's my duty, Jesus says, to lovingly share his truth with other people. Second point I want to talk about is reflections. I'm going to say something. Why? I'm going to ask a question. Why do so many men fall in love with themselves when they go to the gym? I hate mirrors. I remember in college, I'm walking down the hall, and I look in the mirror, and my friend goes, like what you see? Decades later, I came up with a reply. Yeah, don't you? Um, but I'm in the gym the other day. I'm getting ready in the locker room. And there's this young guy in the mirror. And I'm trying not to laugh because he could probably beat the pajimides out of me. You know? He's... Why? I understand if you want to make sure that you're doing the right technique. But I love... They lift two things, then they go to the big... And they want the girls to look at them. And the girls wear clothes that definitely want the guys to look at them. But it's like... What is it with men at the stinking gym? Cover up the mirror. Get over yourself, please. Too many of us look at life through a mirror rather than God's holy word. I don't want people to remember me. I want them to remember I love Jesus. I gave my life for Jesus. Because, okay, you all know how awesome I am. I ain't getting you to heaven, people. Sorry. 
We need to stop lingering and emphasizing ourselves. I need us all to look at, when I talk to somebody, how much of that conversation is about me or how much is about the other person? Honor one another above yourselves. I think this is so appropriate for Mother's Day. I love my wife. She always takes the last piece. I mean, she, she would never take the last piece. She would always wait for somebody. And I, I, we all manipulate. Okay, do you want this? No. no, she really might, but I'm not asking twice. Then I'll eat it. Because I made the mistake of asking twice. She goes, well, she really don't want it. And I'm going, why did you do that? But I think moms are like that. They understand family first, me last. Maybe we all got to be, maybe that's why God calls us to the bride of Christ. We're supposed to have more of a mother's attitude of sacrificing. You see, I realize when I stay close to God, because, you know, before I got to know relationship with Christ, there's some personalities I couldn't stand. Then I became a Christian. I still can't stand them. I said that once the people got so, was one person got so offended because they're lying. There's certain personalities we all don't like. But you learn to love them. Like when I used to be a teenager, and I won't say what happened, my mom said, I like you, but right now I do not love you. No, I love you, but I don't like you. That's what she said. We need to stay close to God so we know how to pour out into other people. Paul encouraged us to stay zealous for God. If I had a thermometer, I cooked a steak yesterday, and I, I you know, 145 is, is like rare, hard, still breathing. Then I think like 150 is medium, 165 is, you know. So I got my thermometer. If I took that today and I said, I'll come up here, and I poked you in the ribs, what would your spiritual thermometer be. How many of us would be, whoa, that's not even rare. Some of you, man, that's really well done. How are you doing with God today? How's your desire for the Lord? Are you tolerating church because it's Mama's Day? Or you want to come to the house of the Lord? Here's the good thing. If your desire isn't where it should be, say, God, Increase my desire. And you will. It may not be instantaneous, but you also got to feed yourself with God's word. If you're not in the habit of reading the word, I would encourage you just to start with Psalms or Mark or something like that. Just, just get into it and pray and say, Lord, increase my desire. There's a song that's old. I can't believe I'm calling it old, but it's 28 years old. Don't let our love grow cold. I'm calling out. Light the fire again. Today I really feel God wants you to know this is a day for renewal and restoration when we get to the end and I pray I feel like God says my arms are open. My arms are open. You know sometimes in worship man I just lift my arms not too high because I got arthritis in my shoulders so I do the log carrying thing. I go like this. So you know what you do, I just do is say God I'm surrendered man I love you. So maybe you're in a place where you ain't where you used to be. God says he wants you to be there. He wants you to cry out to him.
thing I love about this is God wants us to surrender because he knows the impact this church can make in this community for him. And I'm excited. But the key in moving forward is unity, humility, and faith. The thing I do like about Proverbs 31, the noble wife, she was diligent. She worked. She understood sacrificial service, that it wasn't about her. She was dependable, and she was selfless. And that's how God wants me and you to be. If you're really hurting, then reach out to somebody. Don't tell them your sob story. If you're really hurting, reach out, give, and you shall receive. If you want to be filled up and you want to be ministered to, amen. Don't look at yourself. Look at somebody else. Serve the Lord and watch how he fills you. The last point I'm going to make is guard your legacy. I love the progressive commercials. Don't become your parents. Especially the one where there's this woman with 18 million pillows on the couch. And the guy comes and he throws them all the way. I didn't like the one with the garden gnomes because I used to have one. But he threw that away too. Because you get to be my age. You look at those commercials. Yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. You know, like... I ain't coming. My, my dad used to have like no hair and he wore v-necks all the time. Hello, I ain't going to become like him. My brother used to send me a card twice in a row. I don't know why. Two years in a row. Another year older. Another year closer to dressing like dad. But all seriously, what, what is your legacy? What is your legacy? You know, I, I think it's funny where so many times you can see the traits of the children, I mean, of the parents and the children. You know, they, they go through the same thing. Sometimes they, they act the same way. You know, I got a friend of mine. He's a younger guy, but he, he acts just like his dad. And it's hard not to laugh. He has the same mannerisms, and it just, that's who we are. Our legacy that we pass on has to be, oh, they love Jesus. Your goal and my goal has to be I become more like Jesus Christ. Verse 12, joyful, be joyful in hope. It doesn't mean you're giddy. It doesn't mean you skip down the street. It means on the inside you're happy because you know God's in control. We talk about some situations we don't understand. doesn't make sense. God's in control. He's going to see us through. He's going to see Cheryl through. He's going to see the O'Brien family through. Whatever it is, he's going to see Sebastian Fody's family through. Whatever the outcome is, we pray for complete healing. Because God is in control. God knows this world will end. My life is going to end. But then I got eternity. And I can't wait. Hope means not wishing or dreaming. It's not like, I hope the Bruins win the Stanley Cup. But it's knowing for certain. I know the end of my days. I know my future. goes on to say we need to be patient in affliction. That means we need to have faith even when life really stinks. 
They don't want to be embarrassed today. I'm not trying to, but God blesses the ignorance of being here because it's so easy to withdraw. That's my personality. When I go through a hard time, my personality is just don't interact with anybody. Just, just get a bunch of junk food and withdraw and have a pity party. I don't think Jesus wants me to have a pity party. Faithful in prayer. Enough said about that. We need to be people that pray. The thing I love about the very la- the last two words, practice hospitality. We need to be outwardly focused. We need to take small steps. As we love our community, if we show people we care for them, that opens the door for us to tell them about God's love. God wants us to serve humbly. You know, one of the places that this is a quick aside, you know, I know that the school needs a, a cleaner. The janitor didn't work out. So I told Dave, you know, I know we got a bunch of people that used to work and they don't anymore. I'm going to get two teams of three people that can go over twice a week. One team for two hours, another team for two hours. That gives the school 12 hours of cleaning right there for free. Because it's one of our ministries. You want to serve the kingdom of God? Talk to me. I'll put you on the cleaning committee. Who wears the crown? Quit taking it back. You do it, I do it. Lasting impressions. I want this church to understand what I'm trying to hit on today. We are a family. And God is so encouraging us. When we get afraid, we want to control. Just let go. Because God has placed his spirit within you if you love him. And he wants you to do amazing things for him. But you got to believe and you got to receive. But it doesn't happen if we wear the crown. He has to be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I thought it was funny that Bill did Keith Green because the last thing I'm saying is I love the line in this one song. He writes, It's so hard to see when my eyes are on you. It's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. Please know as I'm up here going through my notes and after studying, I'm speaking to myself. So to summarize before I close in prayer, there's power in unity. Not unifying people to your opinion, not unifying people to a cause, but unity and trust in God and moving forward together. We need to ask the question, who wears the crown? We need to learn to step back. Spend time with God to let go. Let go of your hopes and dreams. Let go of your plans. Cling to them lightly and fill up with God's power. Keep your fire burning. If, if you're really in a bad place, I'd love to pray with you or grab another um, person to pray with you. But also really cry out to the Lord and say, God, you show me. I mean, you, you fill my desire. I remember Pastor Mike Stahl said that years ago. And I was really in a dry place. I prayed about it. And I didn't go home clicking my heels, but I I realized within two weeks the fire had returned. Reflect Jesus with your life. Maybe I should buy a bunch of those old bracelets. What would Jesus do? Before you say something, would Jesus say that? 
before you do something, would Jesus do that? Before you watch something, would Jesus do that? I think it's something very attractive. Let's be the community of God. Let's be the community God has called us to be. So, Lord, we come before you right now. Lord, we do pray again for your compassion. On the Ziegler's and their family. On the Brian's family. On all those that are going through tough times, Lord. That's where faith comes in, Lord. Those aren't shallow words. But words of truth. Father, you have called us to trust you, to let go of the controls of life. You know how I struggle with that at times, Lord. Father, I want to know what tomorrow brings, but that's not faith. Faith is being diligent and faithful in what you put in my way today and to worry about tomorrow when it comes. Lord, you, you've called us as we move forward as a church to really be united. To stand together, to support one another. To build up and not tear down. Father, I pray for anybody that maybe their, their, their love for you, their zeal has grown cold. Lord, I pray that you would fill them up again. That you would relight the fire, Lord. But I also pray for each one of us if there are things in our lives that are not of you, that will indeed hamper our relationship with you. Reveal those things to us, Lord, and help us to let go of them and to live lives totally pleasing to you. Lord, let us allow you to wear the crown. Father, you have called this church to move forward, to reveal the love of Jesus Christ to this Ziegler community. We don't know how. don't know when. We look and say, but Lord, we're a small church. Father, help us to walk in faith. One of the steps you're placing before us is these Sunday evening meetings. Lord, I pray that each one of us would pray, who do we invite to this meeting? You are stretching us out of our comfort zones, and I thank you for that, Lord. Though in the flesh, I don't like it. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. So, Lord, I do pray for all the, the moms who are present, that you would bless them this day, that you would touch them and encourage them, Lord. And, Father, I pray for the rest of us, that we would be encouraged by your hand, that we would understand that you have called us to be spiritual brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers. That we're called to make disciples. That you have trusted each one of us to be a part of this family, Lord. Help us to grab a hold. Bless these Marshals. In your name we pray. Amen. Blessings. Have a good day.